Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Parrot Nest. This is your host, Leah Parrot, <laughs> and I'm also joining her. This is Cole Parrot. Um, and we are also joined today by the newest member of the nest. Little baby Callum. Callum. Little baby Callum. Callum Leo Parrot was received by us <laughs> from the stork on February 5th. So one week ago. One week ago today. Last Friday. Yep, he was born at 5.36 p.m. at 19.5 inches long, weighing 6 pounds, 9 ounces. Yep. Yep. So just had to get that on the uh, official record. (laughs) (laughs) While we remember it, as you can tell, we can barely remember it now. Yep, so which is crazy because that's almost the exact weight um, and length. Well, it was the exact length, I think, but Asher was that exact length and then one at one ounce off, I think. So Asher was six pounds, 10 ounces. So yeah, yeah, pretty close babies. Um, I think Callum's head's a little smaller so far, so mm-hmm. that's good for him. Um, but he's laying back here in our, um, on this in the guest room so back in the bed right behind us so if you hear a squawk yeah and leah also said that he might wake up and want to eat so he might be making eating noises (laughs) leah didn't like that i just said that weird why don't you like that you want me to point that stuff out because then people will be like was that an eating (laughs) (laughs) well show them what an eating sound eating noise sounds like He's a snorty little baby. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of congestion. Yeah. So I figured today we would just talk about, obviously, Callum. And that's what this month's episode will be about. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of updates. I mean, besides what did we this. What did we do in the last month? Just get ready for the baby. Yeah, honestly. we did a lot, a lot, a lot of nesting. Yeah. Just so. trying to get things organized. And when you have... A baby. It just seems like you have to reclean everything mm-hmm. constantly, and so with Asher, we just cleaned over and over and over again. Yeah. And and then uh-huh. made food. Oh yeah, we made a lot of freezer meals and stuff like that. Kind of uh-huh. just trying to get ready. Actually, we Leah did. Yeah. Made freezer meals, trying to nest. Yeah. I like having a full freezer. Leo was like a little and bird. And ours is a pool. Leo was like a little busiest little bird that like flies around picking up sticks and twigs with her nose, <laughs> beak. <laughs> yeah, with her beak and flying it back and making the nest a little better and bigger. That's what Leo was doing. Mm-hmm. So. Mostly just by storing my freezer. Oh, yeah, and cleaning everything and getting stuff that we needed for the baby and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we weren't on very on top of it to begin with. I feel like we were. You never there was never a line that you were gonna ever say we are good enough. Yeah, that's true. You but were just always... also we didn't pack our bag until like thirty nine weeks. 
Yeah, mm, I don't know, but the thing <laughs> is, no, it was before that because I don't know. I'll tell you what. I don't know. We were, I think we were ready to go. Like, we'll get into it about how it went, but it went very smooth, and we had everything ready, and it was, I mean, yeah, it was great. So, um, I guess the only story I was gonna tell was our fire. Oh yeah. So we and I had a fire at the house, um, a grease fire, and this was the only story that I guess I figured I'd tell real quick because it's kind of funny. It is pretty funny. So I've I learned two life lessons, um, like a few days before Callum came, and one of them was to to clean the grease pan. Or at least empty the grease pan out of our of our grill outside. Mm-hmm. And the other was to to like make sure slash guarantee that you always have a fire extinguisher. And you know where it is. And you know where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like it's not some of those priorities that we've had in the past of like, oh, we live in a house. Do we have a fire extinguisher? Where is it at? And do we know how to use it? You know, we yeah. never ran through those drills, even though I'm, I work for the Office of Emergency Management. <laughs> so I should be like, that should be like, I mean, that's literally one of the things that like we preach. Like, do you know how to a fire extinguisher? Do you know where it is? Do you know how to use it? Good. You know, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. So anyways, what happened is Lee and I were making some steaks the night or a few nights before Callum came. And it was like two nights. Yeah, and it was windy outside. It was so windy. That was the real issue. Uh-huh. I mean, no, the real issue <laughs> okay. was the grease. But the catalyst to that issue uh, was... I don't know. I it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did if it wasn't so windy. It was so windy. Either way, I think... So I went inside to go... And I've noticed the grease building up down on the bottom of that grill for a while. And um, just never cleaned it. Just never thought it was a big deal. This has never happened to me. You know, it's never been a big deal. Why would it ever be a big deal? I thought to myself. And um, we're also drinking tea, just so you know. Just so in case you Cole's hear. worried that I'm going to slurp too loud. Well, yeah, because people are going to make He sad. keeps looking at me every time I take a sip. <laughs> because you brought it up. That's what I'm saying. Oh, people can hear that stuff. Okay, Callum. <laughs> 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 That's what breastfeeding sounds like, by the way. I don't know if anyone can even hear that sound. What? That slurp that I just That's did. what breastfeeding sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So we're grilling and you know I'm I'm out there and I keep going outside to check on it, but I didn't stay out there the whole time. So I go in to get a plate to pull the steaks off. They're almost done. I grab the plate and I turn around took a walk outside and the grill's lids like shut and everything and there is flames ejecting out the back and the sides of the grill and so i was like whoa and so i ran outside threw up the lid and um very quickly pulled off the stakes um onto a plate and and then like the fire was just like going you know and i think leah comes out at this point yeah, I don't remember how that really happened. If you, like, hollered at me or if I just, like, came out. But I, I came out. 
And we were both just kind of like walking around this thing. But (laughs) the flames were were pretty out of control. It was obvious that it was like a full-fledged fire. That it wasn't just like a little bit of grease on top. Yeah, we shut the lid, obviously, to to try to make sure. Like, it was like like a pretty, it was a pretty big fire. The pan had like lit on fire. Like the grease pan. So like the grease was just on fire down there. Yeah. And that was the, like, what was... The fuel had been lit. Yeah. So, I mean, the propane was off. We turned the propane off real quick. Um, that's what I did. I tried to, like, I unscrewed the propane, that kind of stuff. But um, it, we just kind of, like, didn't know what to do. Like, we just, like, walking around it. Like, I was starting to get a little, like, oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Am I going to have to call the freaking fire department this is gonna suck like it's gonna be so, so embarrassing. embarrassing are we gonna light our neighbors yeah we're we gonna light the fire? fence on fire because then we tried to like pull it a little bit between the house which yeah know. so i insisted that we move it in between the house which i know that it's like gets it closer to the house but the wind was so bad that i thought that that would help a lot if we got it out of the wind yeah and so it didn't really change we it. moved the grill a little bit uh-huh. and then we i went inside and got flour because it's a grease fire you can't put water on it or anything we don't know what to do like we don't know how to get to the fire because the fire is in the grease trap underneath the grill you can pull that grease trap out but i was afraid that we would like start it's winter the grass underneath uh-huh. everywhere is dead dead dry dry and so i was afraid that we were going to open up the grease trap a little bit and i didn't know i've never messed with a grease with that grease trap so i don't know if i pull it out a little bit if it just pops out or what and i didn't know how hot it would be right and so i didn't really want to mess with the grease trap but i also didn't know how to get like the flour or anything into the grease trap to kill it yeah and you obviously don't spray it. And so we're really like thinking all of these things through <laughs> yeah. and not knowing what to do. And we're like, well, I'm trying to think, well, we could get a wet towel, but then would the towel just like light on fire and then the towel would fall onto the grass and light the grass on fire. And like, we're getting like hooking we're up. We're trying to figure hose. out how to smother it, but we can't really, <laughs> no, we don't want a hose, but like to smother it. In case like... the grass caught on fire is what I was saying. Oh, right, right. But like, we were like thinking about how we would smother it, but we didn't know how to like we didn't have anything that big to smother it. Like a towel would have we would have needed like a blanket, you know? Yeah. So either way So we're like processing all of this, trying to friggin' find out how to put out a huge grease fire. Yeah. In the middle of winter with forty mile an hour wind with our one year old running around inside. Yeah, Asher was doing what doing whatever he wanted inside. Yeah. Not knowing what we're like running out and inside and out and just trying to like beat him to the door so he won't no, come outside. We're making it just... sound like this was like a ten minute ordeal. By the point, no, it was literally listeners... probably like sixty seconds that you would like process maybe it all of this and like try to right figure out what to do. So, anyways, long story short, which is already long, um, I it's like during this remembering process, I was like, "What do I do? What do I do?" And then I was like. I feel like I got my phone out to start Googling, like, how to put mm-hmm. out a grease fire I on a I was like, Google it. I don't know what to do. Yeah, because we ran out of options in the 60 seconds in our mind. And so 
um, it was when you went inside to get the flower that I immediately remembered. And I was like, we have a freaking fire extinguisher in the garage. And so I ran in there and grabbed this little fire extinguisher and pull, you know, pulled the pin on it and sprayed the, the, uh, trap, whatever, and put the fire out. And, but yeah, like the grill looks fine. Hopefully, you know, besides the grease trap, I ordered a new one, but, um, we just have to clean it out. Nothing looks like warped or nothing. Cause again, it was a pretty short amount of time that we were, that this happened. It got pretty hot, but I mean, we, we probably put it out within maybe 90 seconds of this all, like maybe going down, but maybe 60 seconds. It happened pretty quick. Um, but 90 seconds at tops. And, um, and when we opened up, when I, like after I sprayed it down, I opened up the, uh, lid to like, see if I needed to spray anymore. And like the bars were like red. Yeah. So it was getting it was getting hot with those flames in there. Either way, um, it, number one, now I'm gonna always rem- remember this moment, and I'm gonna be like, I need to clean out my grease trap or order a new one if I'm that lazy, you know, every year or so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know more often than whatever, but um, just make sure it's clean, you know, because there was a little moments before when we'd be grilling with friends where like a little like grease would start on fire down there, and I just kind of like lean down and be like. Whoo, like blow it out, you know. So I, I saw this coming. I just, it never happened to me. So I didn't. Honestly, I've never I seen it happen. I don't remember any like. I don't know what kind of grill we have, but I don't remember anybody ever cleaning out a grease trap. Yeah, just maybe like replacing the home. can. Yeah, you know that like if you had a can that was full of, of grease, then we'd like replace that. But either way, and then always make sure you know where your fire extinguisher is in your house. Yeah, or order one, even if you have a rental, especially if you have a rental. Yeah, I immediately, I used it, and I don't think we used all of them. I mean, we, I just kind of did a few little bursts, but still, I immediately went inside that night and ordered a new fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. That was the exciting moment of our life. Yeah. And then, a few days later... Oh, side note, the bombs were... The, the, the bombs? The, <laughs> the stakes were awesome. <laughs> Maybe I was going to say the bomb. Oh, the bombs were stink. Maybe I was going <laughs> to say the bomb. Fire stakes are bomb. <laughs> Fire stakes. Oh, yeah, they were. They got a little they bit really charred, were. which honestly was, like, really good. Because and they were still, it like, It was medium just, rare. like, really intense heat, I think. Just, like, on, like just in flames. Yeah. For, like, I don't know how long. I have no clue. Yeah. But they were really good. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to start into this Callum story because we're 15 minutes in. Yeah, we can talk. Sorry, folks. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's fast forward then a few days to February 4th. Tell us how you felt that evening of the 4th. So before, I don't know, the 3rd or the 4th, I would tell everybody I'm like I don't think I'm having this baby soon I don't think it's coming before my due date because I definitely wasn't miserable enough and I with my with Asher I feel like I had a lot of Braxton Hicks and leading up to labor mm-hmm. and I just hadn't been having that and so this time I was kind of more aware of how miserable I needed to be <laughs> to have a baby and so it wasn't until about the third probably or that I was like, okay, I can have this baby now. And then the fourth, I went, woke up. 
I had been having some Braxton Hicks for sure. And that morning I almost didn't go to work. Um, I was going to work a full day and I almost didn't go because I was just having some contractions and or Braxton Hicks, whatever you want to call them. And while I was in the kitchen getting Asher's breakfast and stuff, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it today. And so, but I ended up going to work. I was like, well, this could be happening all day and it's not consistent. And so I'm just going to go to work. And I went to work all day and it was fine. But while I was at work that day, I was like, I don't think I'll be here tomorrow. And so went to work, came home and started having more Braxton Hicks. And about nine o'clock, the contractions got to be about 10 minutes apart. Really? That soon? Yeah, well, I was saying that they weren't consistent, but I think that they were. I think it was pretty early. Maybe, what time would we go to bed? Midnight? I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but we went to bed. Leah was confident that she was going to... I never went to sleep. Yeah, Leah was fairly confident that she was going to move into labor that night. And so she told me to sleep in a different room. Yeah. Because she was like, you should get a full night's sleep. Yeah, I told Cole, like... We was in bed, and I brought it up a couple times, and I was like, I don't think you should sleep in here. I don't think I'm going to sleep much tonight, and so you better go. I'm just going to be tossing and turning all night. You're going to get a horrible night's sleep. And so he... Which a lot of people, I feel like, would... um, Yeah, we need to feed him pretty soon. Um, But a lot of... I feel like not a lot of people, but like me, if I was in labor, I would be like, no, I want you in here because I need you all night to comfort me. I feel like a lot of people are probably like that. Like, they want their husbands there to be, like, to, like, endure some of the pain with them. No. You don't think? I that's would. not my personality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But... I don't, like, I do, like, I don't mind someone taking care of me, but if someone else is uncomfortable, then I turn into needing to take care of them. And so I would rather just deal with especially with like contractions it's early like it's not that it does suck but it's not like crazy or anything like that and so it's not like i need you to yeah yeah it's not yeah it's not as bad and super early and so that night i i did have contractions like every 10 minutes i tracked them all night and and by about six o'clock they went to about six or seven minutes apart, and I was like, cool, I'm going to have this baby this morning. And then I was just trying to wait. I was just hoping that I could wait till nine o'clock or eight o'clock so that I could, everybody could get a full night's sleep, and then we can get Asher to the babysitter, and mm-hmm. um, our friends, Chad and Audrey, watched Asher while we were in the hospital and I was just wanting to him to be able to sleep through the night and then we could get him going. I was just wanting to last that long. But then at like eight o'clock, the contractions spread out again to like 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And so after that, they were just completely inconsistent, which was annoying. So we were trying to, to go towards what we call like the, 
or what what we call um what labor professionals like us call the <laughs> 511 rule and and i think we probably talked about this last time but that's like to where you have contractions every five minutes consistently that last one minute long for at least one hour and at that point is when you're supposed to go to the hospital and we even asked about this probably like a few days before you know callum came at one of your last doctor's appointment um just to say, like, is that, should we still follow it for your second kid? And they confirmed, yes, you should follow that. And we did follow it for Asher and it worked. Mm-hmm. That's when we went to the hospital and then you were in labor for a long time. Yeah. So that's what we were, that's why we were kind of waiting for the consistency. Right. Because you're going to have like, they, they say for an hour and it wouldn't be consistent and be like, I'd have like five or six contractions at the five one one rule. And then they'd slow down to like seven minutes apart. Or I'd be sitting in on some sitting on the bed or on the couch and it would be like seven minutes, six or seven minutes apart, and then I'd stand up and start walking and it would be three minutes apart. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing they say is like it's, when you change positions, it shouldn't change what happens. And so we were kind of, I was being like putting it off. I didn't want to go to the hospital earlier than I had to. And we needed to get Asher over to the babysitters. And she had an appointment um, at the women's clinic. And she was going to be done at a certain time. And I like in my head, I was just like, oh, I can wait till that time. Yeah, like we're not. We'll, yeah, we'll be we're not in there. that big of a hurry. We're, we'll be around there. That would be perfect. And mm-hmm. so, like, it probably didn't help that I had a time in my head that I needed to last until. And so I ignored some of the signs. Well, we read something too that also said like, well, now it's starting to move towards the four one one rule, even you know. Right. And so we were kind of like, well, shoot, we might even have a little bit more time than yeah. just the five one. Because we went in at five one one last time when I was in labor for like eight hours at the hospital. Yeah. And so. Now Longer we're kind of yeah twelve hours. Yeah, it was about twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now we're at home, and I'm upstairs mostly. Um, Cole's downstairs with Asher. It's a different um, labor experience because I'm not sitting with like me the whole time, different. timing her contractions like I was last time. Yeah, like the first time Cole timed all my contractions except for that night and so from like seven o'clock in the morning to like 11 or 10 whenever we had the baby cole standing there timing my contractions Mm -hmm. and this time i needed cole to play with asher so i didn't feel bad (laughs) not giving him attention when he'd walk up to me and stuff like that and not so i stayed up in my room most of the time and then also, right. I think part of the problem was that at some point I went upstairs and got in bed with a heating pad mm-hmm. and I kept falling asleep in between contractions. And so I don't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't really yeah, paying good enough attention maybe to how much worse things were getting. I don't know. I think maybe that was something that was happening, but I don't really remember. Okay. And so then we decided it's probably time to go. 
our babysitter's almost here. Uh, or Asher's babysitter is almost, she's going to come pick up Asher. And so she's almost here or she's going to be coming in like the next 30 minutes. So I decided I better get up and get my bathroom bag put in my, cause our bag's already ready. I just yeah. want to get like my uh, toothbrush and stuff put in the bag to get going. So I walked to the bathroom and I had a contraction that I felt the need to push with. And that is really scary. Because <laughs> you didn't, with Asher, you did not feel the need to push until you needed, like, until we were there. Yeah, like, I was like, literally, once I started to need to push, I had the baby within 20 minutes. Right. So, the fact, so that you had to push, the fact that I felt the need to push, I was like, oh, no. And so I went. H-E double hockey sticks. I went. I'm trying to filter. You guys don't need to know all the details. (laughs) And so I sat down and my water still hasn't broke. That's another reason why we were kind of waiting around because my water broke in the hospital and I still waited. I don't know how many hours. At least eight hours. Yeah. yeah, to, To have the baby after my water broke. And so my water still hadn't broke. And so I went had been standing when I felt the need to push. So I went and sat down on the side of the bed and collared at Cole. And I said, we, I need to call the women's clinic now. And I was waiting for another contraction so I could see if I needed to push with it or if, if it had been a fluke or something. And so we call the clinic they tell us to come in well, because you were scared you were about to have the baby. Yeah. Like you so, were like, I actually might be having this baby in the back of an ambulance kind of thing. Yeah, or in our bathroom. Or in the bathroom. Yeah, I was like processing like, I need to call our friends that live closer so that they can come here right now because I literally need to leave right now. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so, and we're like, we can put Asher in his crib. <laughs> like, this is all in my head. I didn't say anything else say any of this but i was like we can put asher in his crib and he'll be fine for the five minutes that it'll take our friends to get here and and so we we uh call the clinic and she tells us to come in and i didn't have to push with the next contractions and so that was way better but after that point it progressed much much more quickly and so audrey comes and picks up asher in the nick of time and we go to the hospital. At 3.30, about 3.30. We get to the clinic at 4 o'clock because 4 o'clock is when they close. And the nurse midwife calls me and says, are you guys on your way? Are you here? Because our office is closing and you'll have to go straight to the hospital. And I said, well, we just pulled up to the to the hospital or to, to the, the clinic. clinic. And another part that... I, I get sick. I get when I'm in a lot of pain, I get nauseous and throw up. So I've been throwing up not all day, but multiple times that day and had no nothing to eat, no water really, because I can't keep it down. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the clinic. I throw up in the car, get out of the car and go. Yes, yes, <laughs> and Cole's yes. like, do you want a wheelchair? And I'm like, no. And then we get to the top <laughs> of the, the elevator floor. and I'm like having a contraction and she, the lady's like, do you need a wheelchair? And I was like, 
yes. <laughs> Cole's like, I offer her one. Well, because we were chatting. I was, che- I was Cole checking, was checking me in, and I'm just standing. I told him to go check in because I was you made having like one a, step out of the elevator, and I was having a contraction. <laughs> and the lady's like, "Are you gonna be okay?" She's like, "Does she want a uh, uh, wheelchair?" And I was like, "Cole's like, I offered her one at the bottom, and I just was like, I just nodded my head, yes." <laughs> I'm like, she does now. So then we go back. They wheel us back to a room where uh, they take us into like a little, um, I don't know what that is, doctor's room. Exam room. Exam room. And then they check Leah to see like how many centimeters dilated she is and how close potentially. And Leah and I were both like, oh, great. Because when we were at the, the with Asher, we did the same process once we got to the women's clinic. She was like, what was it, like four mm-hmm. or something like that? Like you were like, she was like four centimeters. So they were like, oh, so we have a while, you know. But so Lee and I were like dreading it. This time mind. we knew we were further along, but we were. St- I still was worried because you don't know, and every labor is different. So, and in your mind, you said you were thinking like, if I'm at four centimeters, like this is crazy, and I'm definitely getting some meds. Right. That's what I was. That was definitely what I was thinking. So when we got there, the first thing they ask you is what your birth plan is and what your pain management plan is. And the second, for the first one I wanted to do all natural. I wasn't super, super set on it, but I did want to try because this, the more intervening anyone does, the more likely you are to have other secondary issues and so I just wanted to try and be go all natural and see what happens but the second time I was like well if I can go all natural that's cool but I've already done it once and so if I get an epidural I'm not gonna be mad about it yeah and so I was less inclined to not get an epidural but I definitely wasn't like wanting to get an epidural and so she told the nurse, the first thing she says is, what is your birth plan? Do you, What is your pain management plan? And I said, well, it depends on what you tell me right now. Like, if I'm four centimeters dilated, if I'm going to be doing this for eight, hour, eight more hours, then give me the epidural. <laughs> but if I'm close, then let's just do it. And so she checks me. She says, you look like you're eight or nine centimeters dilated, so let's go over and have a baby. Yeah, and you're supposed to be at 10 before you push. Yeah, and so you're about, but for, from eight to 10 doesn't take very long. At least that was my experience the first time. Like four to, to seven or eight takes a long time. Eight to 10 takes like an hour. And so, like I said, we got in, we got pulled into the parking lot at four o'clock. Then we got put over to the hospital. There's like seven people in our room. We didn't even stop at the front to check in. Uh, There's seven people in our room setting up our room. They put me, the things, the, the, the straps i guess you call them to monitor the baby's heart rate right around your tummy and your heart rate they put two straps on you when you're in labor and um they put both on me while i'm standing there 
without me putting on a gown or anything like that. And they start asking me questions and they try to give me an ID and they can't give me an ID because my veins are all, I'm super dehydrated and my veins are all sunken. <laughs> and so that was probably the hardest part for Cole. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. I'm just kidding, it wasn't that bad. And so I'm trying, like, sticking me a few times trying to get a vein and then they call that the IV specialist (laughs) the IV specialist gets called and then then some some uh, OG nurse comes in and she's like I heard you guys are having a hard time getting a vein and apparently she's the IV expert but she's not the specialist and so she gets it and they cancel the specialist. But did you guys know there was the IV specialist? It's a team. Was... IV yeah. team is what they were called. Yeah. Yeah. And so they get a vein. Mm-hmm. So with Asher, a lot, like there was obviously, if, I don't know if you listened to that episode, but if you have, you'll remember that there was some issues with his heart rate going up and down, you know, and with, with contractions kind of slowing down so it was a little nerve-wracking the whole time for me because i was watching the monitor the whole time this time we didn't have any of those issues like it was i mean obviously we were we weren't there as much but we get there and they're having no issues with that so i'm not even worried about it but honestly like there was very little i did for leah during this one and because i mean she just was so close and we didn't have to try all the different pain management strategies that we did last time. And, and yeah, I mean, we didn't, and, uh, yeah, it was just for me, it was super easy. I just kind of stood there and stayed out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got to the hospital room to when the baby was born, it was probably an hour. Yep. And, and Leah's water never broke until she was pushing. Until I was pushing like multiple pushes in. And that was gross. Yeah, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But, but you can so imagine. anyways, they asked me a million questions how they do when you go to the hospital, apparently. Like, have you ever smoked tobacco? And why is that? Col and I have a real issue with that. They don't ask you things like, do you smoke? Were you a smoker before? Like, they ask you, have you ever smoked tobacco? Yeah. And so if you've had one puff of a cigarette of a cigar or something, then the answer is yes. No, it's like, are you a smoker? And you're like... No, they say, have you ever smoked Hmm. tobacco? Because they don't say, are you a smoker? Because the answer to that is no. Have you ever smoked, had tobacco? Yes. Right. And so it's like, it's weird. Anyways, that's a side tangent. I know, they don't give you the option. Because we just had like a health, right, a few days before that, actually. Lee and I both had, um, well, you didn't go, but I had my like health checkup blood work at the county. They For my employer, they uh, do this blood work every year. And, and that was one of the questions that I remember, like, I was looking at the questionnaire doing it. And it's like, are you, um, have you ever used, um, Oh gosh, now I can't remember, whatever. But it's essentially saying like you can't like they ask you that about vape and tobacco. You can't click the option that you've had a puff. It's either you are a user or you've never had tobacco. Never had tobacco, or you are a current user of tobacco. And you're like, well, I'm neither one of those. Right. 
I've I've had a cigarette. Have you ever had a cigar? Yeah, Most I've had a cigar. I've had a cigar. Like if that's the case, then your answer is yes. I'm not a smoker, but that doesn't mean I, I smoke. have smoked. Yeah. You know, like I've had a smoke this year yeah. or something like that. It's ridiculous. Anyways, um, anyways, all right, it's time Side to candy. push. And so then it's time to push and push out the baby. Mm-hmm. And he comes out. I mean, didn't didn't really have, there was a moment where they were like, "All right, your baby's not really liking this." So and then Leah just pushed and. The hardest part, again, this was hard for me last time. I'm, I was actually pretty almost emotional this time too. Like there was some moments of almost crying, but not not really like close. Like the last time, I was pretty like unstable. This this point, I was like, I was like structurally there, but like had some cracks. You know, <laughs> the last <laughs> the last time, I was like an absolute like like I was very, like if there was any. I was gonna. I was about to collapse. You know, it was hard emotionally, but this time I was like, there was some cracks, but I was, you know, it would have taken a lot of more to to really make me go into like crying or something. But Leah did have like as she was pushing, you know, it was, it was painful, obviously, and she had like a tear coming down her face, and that almost made me cry. <laughs> what? Why is that so funny? Really. Fine, I won't cry next time. Well, did you didn't cry though? Nope. But yeah, so I don't know. But that made me sad to, to watch. But then he was born. He was breathing fine, like just skin on skin. They put him on Leah and got to stay there. Where Asher was pulled away pretty quickly to give him some some. Uh, he wasn't heat. screaming enough. Right. And then they did everything and right they away. Were worried with that... Asher, they put the goop on his eyes. They gave him his vitamin K right away. And with him, it with Callum, it was like an hour until they did that yeah. an hour or so so the last time i went with asher i was in the midwife program i don't want you to know what you call it but um they were in between one of the midwives like there was someone had moved one of the midwives had moved and the new one hadn't started yet and so they had a month period or so where a, a doctor would was right. on call for them and so i delivered with the doctor she was awesome i wasn't mad about it at all but she she did things differently and i don't know if it's the hospital policies that changed or just the midwives are do things differently or maybe all every single doctor midwife there does things differently and so i don't know if it's just like the team or if Asher just was more unstable than we thought mm-hmm. and they were more concerned about it than they than we thought or maybe just the whole hospital policies changed yeah in the last year but it all went good you know and he was born i cut his umbilical cord you know yeah and then they wheeled us over to our little suite, and we, you know, we stayed there about forty-eight hours, just like Asher. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. Yeah. What else about the hospital stay? Anything? No, it, we uh, had Callum at five o'clock instead of like eleven o'clock, uh-huh. and so Callum, like Asher, stayed up for quite a few hours after mm. he was born, but. With Asher, it was, like, through the whole night. 
that he was, he was up. up. Yeah. And Callum, it was like, I don't know, he went to sleep at like one o'clock. And so it felt like we got like a night of sleep. Because after that, babies usually, at least that's what they tell me, is that they usually sleep for long stretches because they're exhausted. And and so... In the first 24 hours yeah. of life. So that was really nice, having the baby at 5 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock. Yeah, we and got to order dinner. We ate dinner. I guess we might have done that last time in our hospital room. They were closed. I think we had a sandwich. Hmm. Maybe we had a sandwich. I don't remember. But... Either way, it was nicer. I ordered a burger and a personal pizza to celebrate. Yeah, good. and they let us order. I mean, they, they're they pretty good about that anyways, but they didn't even charge us for the extra meal. We just ordered whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Cole had a pizza and a burger, and I had, like, pasta. I hadn't eaten all day, and I'd been throwing up all day, so I wasn't that hungry. Yeah. But it was good. And then we talked about last time just to quickly touch on it, but last time we got a special meal of lobster tail and mm-hmm. and, and a steak, and we were saying like it wasn't very good last time with Asher, but this time whoever the cook was got it right, and we ha- we did the same thing. At least better. Definitely better. Yeah, it was good. In fact, the lobster was good. The yeah. steak was still a little bit overcooked, but the lobster it was, was you good. You could still see some pink in there. It was good. Yeah, last time we, we, we eat steaks medium rare, and the, <laughs> the steaks were well done. And the yeah. and the lobster was chewy. <laughs> it just like tastes like it steamed a little too long and yeah. like a little covered. And so thing. it kind of tasted like it was like a, a McDonald's version of your yeah. steak. I mean, I'm not saying lobster, it was bad, but at the same time, it's still steak and lobster. And so this time, it was really good. Yep, it was really good. And it, Asher was like a dream in the hospital. I mean, not Asher, uh, Callum. He was like, I mean. Both nights, yeah, slept very good. Mm-hmm. And Even his... when he got his heel pricked. Yeah, which is hard for Lee and I with Asher. With Asher, we, like, almost the cried. lady didn't, they didn't put a heat pad on his foot, which apparently draws blood and, and to, the to that area, so it's easier to get blood. And this time, Callum had gotten really mad at the nurse before because she had him naked and was weighing him mm-hmm. and stuff. And he was so mad at her. He was just screaming at her. Cursing. Yeah, and crying. And that was the most upset he's ever been in his entire life. And then the lady <laughs> comes in to draw his blood. And the nurse had put him in a warm blanket. A couple warm blankets. And he literally just didn't make a noise the whole entire time. She yeah. took his blood. This kid, if he's warm then he doesn't really care what's going on. Yeah, if you change his diaper and he gets cold, then he's freaking out. But as soon as you put the diaper on him and put a blanket on top of him, then he's fine. He's like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, he didn't care. So, yeah, but... So, so far, we've been really lucky, really blessed. The whole process Emotionally, I was, like, feeling a lot better. We're just so blessed. Asher, we weren't worried about. He, He, Chad and Audrey watch him while i'm at work and so we knew that asher would be just kind of on vacation like having fun with the kids and everything it would be different Mm -hmm. because he'd be staying the night but he's used to going to sleep there all the time and so and audrey has a couple young kids so we knew that she wouldn't she had everything like we didn't give him food or anything but if i forgot something like 
pajamas or something. I wasn't worried about like, oh shoot, did I remember this, 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 and this? Because if I had forgot every anything, I knew that she would already have it and it'd be fine. So yeah. So we got we get home. I guess over there now to like getting home. Yeah, I don't think anything exciting happened. No. Yeah, not really. Yeah. So we get home. And uh and we my dad at this point has Asher with mm-hmm. him. And it's Super Bowl Sunday. And so we uh tell him and his fiance Didi to just come over and watch the football game and they bring sandwich stuff and over and Asher meets Callum and Asher doesn't really care. Yeah, he just does a little him. bit. He's just like, huh? And he's oh. just kind of looking at him. He's a little bit weirded out. In fact, Asher didn't really even care that I was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he like, I like, uh, pick him up and give him a big hug. And he just uh, right away points at Cole. He's like, ah. Uh-huh. And so. Yeah, he just wanted to yeah, see just, each of us real quick. And, yeah. And then he was back at home. And then he so. just wanted to play with his toys. Yep. We showed him we showed him Callum and he kind of like pointed at him a little bit and didn't really care that first day because I think he sees babies on occasion you know with like babysitting and stuff like that he doesn't obviously he can't connect the dots he's he's super young so now he's starting to like now that it's been a few days and it's been a week now he's he's starting to like be like oh there's a baby who's here every day you know so when Leah walks down he'll point at him and he wants to touch him and he kisses him now and it's and when Callum really cries cute. he like points and like uh oh, like. What's happening? Yeah. What's the matter with the baby? He still doesn't really know what's going on, obviously, but he's starting to, like, understand. I think that, like, there's another baby that is here. Mm-hmm. So. He tries to point, poke him in the eye constantly. I don't really get that. He did that with his baby doll, too. Like, when we were trying to teach him to be gentle with the babies, he would always touch the, the baby's, baby's eye. eye. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get it. And so that's someday Calum will get poked right in the eye. And someday it'll happen. Guess we'll see. Hasn't yep. happened yet. Yep. But yeah, that's about it. This week has gone pretty well. We are way more experienced than we were 15 months ago when we brought Asher home. Yep. He and sleeps so. great at home right now. Yeah, but we know that can change. We do. We're not yeah. trying to jinx it, but... um, He he's... sleeps for like... He's a really good eater, and so I think that helps a lot, is yeah. that he's eating enough. And then he just can sleep for a four-hour stretch at night. So. Yeah. So far, super lucky. Yeah, that's pretty, about it. We're pretty pumped. Very happy to be here. I don't know what else, really. I mean, yeah, he had his first his like week check-in yesterday, and... Yeah, doing great, eating great, up to birth weight, you know. He was, and they pulled off a little skin from his wee-wee, so he's probably a little under. Yesterday. Yeah, it was sad. He got circumcised. It was sad yesterday. Callum, someday when you're listening to this, it was your mom (laughs) who forced us to do it. I didn't want to do it to you. That's not true at all. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, But still. So, yeah, it's been really good, and he's really healthy, and we're very happy. It feels easier. Maybe it's just because we're experienced, but 
Yeah. We're just trying to like live in the moment, I guess, because we know that it can change and it might be really hard. And yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But super grateful that everything went well. And that Asher's doing well. I'm doing well. Yep. And Callum's doing well. So Mm -hmm. that's about all we have. Yep. So a year ago from this podcast, we went to IHOP for Valentine's Day and had the worst Valentine's Day ever. Um, But this Valentine's Day, we're not going to be doing anything. We'll be staying home. We think we're going to grill steaks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll let you know if we're, yeah. See what happens, you know? No, I ordered a new grill or grease pan and cleaned that baby off. Yeah. I'm a responsible guy now. (laughs) We've changed our ways. (laughs) Yeah, we've changed our ways. But hopefully you all can learn from our mistakes. Either that or you're all like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Clean our grease trap every other year. Seriously, they're probably like, (laughs) what? You guys don't uh, clean your grease trap. Yeah. We've had this grill for like three years now. I've never cleaned that thing. Yeah. So, whoops. Yeah, whoops. All right, we're already yawning on while we're live on air. Not really (laughs) on air. It's kind of fun to pretend you're live on air. And we're live. And we're live in three, two. And Callum didn't eat this podcast. We thought he would. He slept. We moved him to my lap, but he slept this whole time. Yeah. He's pretty cute. He is. All right. Well, that's it for this week. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye.